boxed, ready for Saturday morning's Greyhound Racing Wrap. Across Victoria, RSN 927 is talking greyhounds. Here's Simone Fisher. Good morning to you on this Saturday morning, the very first one in August, the 3rd of August. I have a very busy show coming up this morning with trainers Brendan Purcell and Matthew Nash ready to talk about their chances tonight in the heats of the National Sprint. And Kieran Corby, part owner of Seneki, joins me to talk about the Super Chaser. What's making news around the kennels? almost a week ago now but Seneki won the Maturity Classic at the Meadows in a sensational chasing display last week leading all the way and running a 29.53. He's being touted as Australia's number one sprinter after his track record breaking run in the Brisbane Cup only two starts prior. Stephen, trainer Stephen White is bypassing the Nationals and looking ahead to the Top Gun and Melbourne Cup and also the Million Dollar Chase I believe and Seneki is being offered up at the odds of $12 to take out the Melbourne Cup which is just under four months away. More shortly with Kieran. On the same night, Tornado Tears once again showed why he is the country's best stayer with an outstanding performance in the Fireball, which he has now won back-to-back. After a good getaway, he raced with confidence and recorded a 42.20. I spoke during the week to Ashley Baker, the new MGRA manager, about how his first night on a big race night went and he was absolutely thrilled with every aspect of the night. He was full of praise for the track staff, the board members and all employees at the Meadows who know their jobs extremely, extremely well and have made his first big race night an enjoyable experience. And, of course, the Top Gun and Hume Cup will be upon us before we know it. Uh, Two other group ones hosted by the Meadows. Racing action returns to the Meadows tonight with two heats of the National Sprint to be contested over the 5.25 metres. It is a sign of the times, however, with our decline in the racing stock that there are only two heats, but I'm sure we will still have a great final on August the 24th at Cannington and the final next Thursday night at the Meadows and instead of heats over the distance there will be a best eight next Thursday night alongside the state sprint final the nominations for the distance close Monday still on the Meadows they will be playing background music in the kennels for all their dogs from Wednesday considering most trainers have a radio or a TV on all the time in their kennels at home it could help to settle some of the more highly strung dogs. And don't forget the Gap Adoption Day next weekend at the Meadows also. Details on the GRV website. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. With heats of the National Sprint at the Meadows tonight, there are two very good races on the program. And joining me now is trainer Brendan Purcell, who has Sweet as M and Sustain the Rage, rage engaged in the heats. Good morning, Brendan. Yeah, how you going, Simone? I'm good. Uh, more to the point, how are these greyhounds going? We'll start with Sweet as M. Uh, he's been racing, or she has been racing in terrific form lately. Yeah, no, she's good. She's been right at the top at the moment. Um, unfortunately, she hasn't got a good barrier tomorrow night. Drawing draw eight, she, she really likes the inside, so somehow she's going to have to work it out how to get there. But, um, yeah, so but she's going good. She is. She's not always the quickest of beginners, is she? But um, she's very strong. Yeah, no, that's that's the downfall. She always um always a little, little bit tardy early, but if she can get to the fence and roll up underneath and um like she she's as good as most dogs, you know. Good dogs. She, she, oh, she sure is. She always runs around the twenty nine thirties and forties at Sandown. Very, very consistent. Ten wins and five placings from her twenty three starts. Third in the McKenna Memorial um and won a free for all last start. So she seems to handle all the distances as well. She seems like a real complete package. Yeah, no, she is. She's one over seven hundred too. We um, sort of just back back off on her with the distance wise, and just going to put over five hundred for the next 
couple of months and then we'll try and step it back up. She sort of didn't handle it that good when we put her over 700. She got a little bit tired. She won, won, won her 700, but she got a little bit tired. She went a bit hard early. So um, hopefully she'll get a little bit stronger. She's still, still not, she's only two years and three months, I think. So another couple of months, she'll be two and a half, and that's when she should hopefully um, strengthen up a little bit more. Yeah, you would expect that for sure. Uh, talking about her being a little bit slow early, when she's run over the middle distances, um, the 5.95 at Sandown, she seems to, on occasion, find the lead there. But um, she doesn't lack any confidence running through a field, does she? No, that's one. She's, she's a very hard chaser. Um, yeah, well, well, like I said, that, that, that's her only bad problem. She's a little bit tardy early. But once she hits the ground, she's off and gone. So there's no nothing around her where she can get through. Um, yeah, like... like like the speed's there to be able to lead in, in a lot of times. Like last week, she got the front, I think, halfway around the, the top turn. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, she ran that 5.21 there last week. So you'd really like to see her get around the 5.10s, 5.15s, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't guess it's going to happen for her. She's always been slow early. Um, and it's just something that's just, that's just in her makeup, And just hopefully, you know, that when she draws bad, we just got to sort of ride it off a bit. And just hope her draws one, two, or three. You know, so she get on that fence and go. Yeah, having said that, Brendan, um, she's got a, a terrific record at the Meadows, and she does have a twenty-nine seventy-one personal best last week in that free-for-all coming from midfield. She ran a twenty-nine eighty-six, so she's certainly not without a chance, even though she's poorly drawn. Yeah, that's yeah. I just don't know where she's going to end up. I just mm. I'd like her to miss it hopeless and just sort of go straight across behind them and and um, sort of be able to rail up and hopefully she can run in the first four that way to qualify for the final and hopefully get a good draw in the final. But if she sort of half comes out, she's going to be in sort of no man's land. So when that first corner comes up, you've got to close your eyes, you know. Yeah, you do for sure. You've got Orson Allen jumping off the red. He's, I guess, a little bit of an unknown quantity at the moment, having had a month off. But um, if he can jump on the bunny and run around the 505s that he can, he, he probably will be very hard to beat. Yeah, for sure. Um, of course, he's the one to beat. But, um, yeah, I mean, like he, he's a champion and she'll have a work cut out from out there. So, Your second yeah. chance... Oh, sorry, Brennan, cutting you off yeah. there. Um, your second chance, Sustain the Rage in Heat 2. Uh, another greyhound that's probably not drawn terribly well. No, no, that's not a good draw either. She's probably got the three fastest you know, bitches in Australia on the, on mm. the side of her. So... Um, yeah, it's just probably unfortunate. It's only two heats, so you sort of didn't dodge any of the good ones. You were in against them with both of them. So, um, yeah, like like, like she, she she can run run well too. Like she she runs twenty nine eighty. She's done it three times, I think, at the Meadows. But yes. just don't know where she's going to end up there because of the speed on the outside of her. She she needs a bit of a clear run for the first twenty or thirty meters, so she got open air and then she accelerates. So if they get around a quick, she's going to be sort of pushed back and. Um, you're hoping for a bit of luck there. Back in late June, she ran that 29.82 there and ran a 5.07 to the first mark. So she can begin on occasion. I guess it's just that consistency that may not give you the confidence from the draw. Yeah, I mean, look, I think she almost always begins, but she just doesn't go anywhere um, to the first five metres. And then when you're getting into good ones like this, they're sort of beginning and they're around you that quick. Whereas, like, when she, she draws one or... Draws eight out in the open, she can get up and then she goes. And um, yeah, she consistently like sort of ran five O's and had a sand down in the meadows, but it's just a matter of a, getting a clear air to be able to do it. So she doesn't actually ping the start, you know? No, and she's only had, oh, she's had a month off too. She had her last start on the 4th of July. Um, is there any, was there any sort of major reason or just a little bit of a spell? Yeah, no, she just, um, she raced, I think it was over 600 in the Kenner heat or something and pulled up a little bit sore in one wrist. And, right. um, yeah, so 
for, for a week and a half. And she's had a couple of trials and all good. She's trial good at Sandown uh, Wednesday a week ago. And so she knows she's right to go, but just unfortunately it's not the best race for her. No, especially like you mentioned, um, you've got She's Gifted, Dinah Patty and Black Opium on your outside. But yeah. um, like we mentioned before, you only have to run in the first four. And um, I think Cannington will probably suit both of your greyhounds if they get through. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. Yeah. Well, all the very best of luck tonight, Brendan. Um, we'll, we'll be watching out for your chases in the heats of the Nationals. Thanks very much, tonight. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. And joining me now on Talking Greyhounds is Matthew Nash, who is the trainer of Last Hurrah in the second sprint heat tonight at the Meadows. Good morning, Matthew. How are you, Simone? I'm good, thank you. And what about Last Hurrah? you come up with the red. You must have been pleased with that box draw. Yeah, he's drawn all right uh, his last couple, so yeah, I think he likes the fence. Um, I think he's more suited to the fence than the outside, but um, yeah, it's always nice to get a good box. It, it sure is. He's been racing in terrific form, hasn't he? He's come off, coming off at three last start wins at the Meadows and Sandown, but um, a bigger test tonight. Yeah, he's uh, he's up against it, but uh, yeah, there's some super dogs in it, and um, yeah, we'll just... Uh, We'll see how he goes, but as you said, he's got he's got a good box, and I just think it all depends on how he begins and what happens on the outside of him with a lot of pace. Um, hopefully, he can uh, get a nice card into it in the first turn and be where he wants to be. He's only two and a half, but he seems to have hit form right at the right time for this series. Yeah, I put him uh, in a few harder races, and uh, sort of didn't suit. He sort of drew outside, and um, yeah, he probably maybe wasn't quite ready. But as I said, he's, he's got a lot of confidence out of his last three runs. He, you know, he has, hasn't been hampered and he sort of gets underdogs and sort of bullocks, bullocks his way around and, um, yeah, and he's fairly strong too. So once he hits the front, he's, he's very hard to run down. He started his career over the sp- uh, the sprints, the shorts at Ballarat, a 3.90 win there in 22.31 at his debut back in February. Um, prior to that, did you know that you had a handy chaser or was that a, a run when he produced that that you thought, gee, you know, I might have something to work with now? No, Johnny Maple did a bit of uh, pre-training with him and always had big opinions. And uh, Johnny, he um, he retired out of it and um, handed the dog over to me and he was all pretty much ready to go. I just sort of took him around to a few tracks to educate him. And the six-dog fields for Maidens was was a bonus. Um, I think they learned a lot out of it. They got a little bit more room, but it sort of teaches them how to race. And uh, he went there for that. And yeah, I just wanted to start him off and teach him how to race and he's just gone on and on so but uh, he's always been a handy pup I think he broke in well and uh, yeah he's, he's just sort of starting to get get the knack of everything now. Yeah it certainly seems that way and he's had three starts at the Meadows for three wins so that must give you some confidence even though it's a, a tough race with the the greyhounds that you've got like we mentioned the pace she's gifted Dinah Patty and Black Opium out on the outside but it must give you as a trainer some confidence that um, you know you can't do much more than put him in the box tonight. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, he does the rest. And as I said, he, he needs just to, you know maybe a little bit bit of room early. Um, he sort of comes out, but then really musters hard. Um, but uh, yeah, look, I don't know what's going to happen on the outside. But if one of those dogs crosses, they're going to be very hard to beat. I reckon they're all fairly strong and they all run around similar times. But um, yeah. He, well, yeah, I'll just put him in and see what he does, but so far, so good. <laughs> oh, that's good. And John Maple, we must uh, mention, back oh, was it back in the 90s, he had Malawi Law, didn't he? And he was a, a super chaser at the time, won a golden Easter egg. So has John sort of hung up the collar and lead? Yeah, he has. He's just got a retired dog at home, which he gets up every morning and walks him 
around the streets just to sort of keep his mind on the job. But, um, yeah, he was a very good trainer, Johnny, and I learned a lot from him just living down the road. And um, he was always helpful for me. And uh, I said if he ever got out of it, I'd help him back and um, train a dog for him. And, yeah, he sort of uh, he dropped him off at my door, and I'm sort of glad he did because, um, yeah, he's a super super animal. Yeah, he sure is. He looks like he's got a really bright future. But Matthew, you've also got a greyhound called 8-Ball. Um, you're not training him though, are you? No, I, I got out of, I was sort of wanted to cut back because um, being an electrician for work and young kids, I sort of didn't have a great deal of time and I sort of was just wanted to do the breeding and, and rearing things and uh, yeah, I gave all mine away and next day Johnny rocked up and said, here they are, he's got his two dogs, he's old and he's, he's young and I sort of couldn't take back my promise, and uh, yeah, so here I am. Oh, well, you never know. You've got to run in the first four tonight. Um, I guess there's some security in that as well for everyone, but um, that's only half the field will make it through. But like we've mentioned, you, you're drawn well. The Greyhound's in great form. A big step up in class, but um, you just never know in these races. Yeah, that's right. As I said, just relying on a bit of luck. I hope he just gets around safe, and um, yeah, finishing the top four would be great. And he looks like um, he'd be suited to Cannington too if he gets through to the final. Yeah, I do. Look, he's a very strong dog. He's um, and look, he probably needs to have a look. I think he needs to have a look at a track before he shows his best. Um, but uh, no doubt, I'll uh, I'll get him over there. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No drama. And you've got that time frame if he does get through next Thursday night. You've got a, a couple of weeks up your sleeve. So um, who knows? Strange yeah. things happen in these heats and finals. <laughs> yeah, it's it's anyone's race. And uh, yeah, look, he's drawn the right box, and I just hope he goes well for connections. All the very best tonight, Matthew. No worries. Thanks, Simone. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. And joining me now is the owner of all these fantastic greyhounds, including Seneki, Kieran Corby. Good morning, Kieran. Good morning. Great to have you on Talking Greyhounds this morning. Um, Let's take a little step back to 2003 when you had a greyhound called Lionhearted racing around. Um, Obviously, you're in South Australia, but he was um, making his way interstate and um, he gave you some amazing thrills, didn't he? He did. Yes, I was a bit like a deer in the headlights at that stage. Right. (laughs) I had no idea what was happening, but... He went on to have 32 wins, um, 13 placings from his 59 starts. Was he your first greyhound that you actually trained and owned and reared, or had you had some prior to him? Uh, I had a litter prior to, or a part of a litter prior to him. I ended up with the Breedbitch, Moon and Bell Liz, and four pups I brought home from Victoria. And f- from that uh, first litter, I had Corrine Lass, which has gone on to produce some good, good dogs for me. And, uh, yeah, and Lionheart was the first one I bred. Right. And he won, oh, he raced in a national sprint and he raced in a top gun that was taken out by Bombastic Shiraz that year. He was certainly racing in some elite company, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Um, yeah, we kept coming up against Bombastic Shiraz every time we went to Victoria. <laughs> Uh, not the only dog because there was plenty of other good ones around at the time too. But I think he, from memory, he went on to win a South Australian Greyhound of the Year. Is that right? Yes, he did. He did. Yeah. yeah. And what happened to him afterwards, Kieran? Did you keep him as a pet? Yes, he was very special to me. We were very close and he stayed with me, but he got cancer about nine. So oh. I lost him then, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. And you've had a bit of a, a dry spell with um, dogs for a while, haven't you? you? You've had not a lot of luck and you've lost a couple of potential um, or good dog, dogs with potential. Um, but 
the wheels have turned again and you've got some fam- fantastic dogs racing around at the moment and including Seneki who took out the maturity last week. Yes, that was well. <laughs> yes, and the Brisbane Cup prior to that um, in track record time. Is this all becoming, is it a bit surreal for you still? Yes, yeah, I feel like I'm living in dream and that's someone else's dogs but it's really my life. <laughs> oh, right. But you're you're travelling around to see them race, aren't you? Yes, yes. So that, that track record run up in Brisbane, um, what was going through your mind heading into the final? Were you confident that you were going to win it and when he jumped out so well, what, what did you think? I was confident he could be up there, um, just depending on the way he jumped and if he could sort of miss Bariga Brett on the first corner. He comes out a bit wide, and but he just jumped awesome, and he was in the lead at the first turn. And I thought, oh, I think he could do this, right? <laughs> yeah, and when and to run the track record as well, just unbelievable. Did you ever think that he had that in him? He's always been like a super dog. His temperament is second to none. He's just brilliant, and uh, he broke in fast—not the fastest, but. He just put it all together so well. And like his first 500 at Angle Park, he ran 29.70 and he, all his splits were good. So there's something here. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. There was something there. So the decision to send him to Victoria, um, I mean, it would, you know, um, logic would tell you that if you've got a dog that's up to this sort of standard to send him here because he'll be the more consistent races and free-for-all grade, not just the group racing. Um, was it an easy decision for you to send him interstate? Not the easiest decision because I, I, I love the dogs and that's what I bred for was for me to train them myself. But I knew that I couldn't take him to that next level. Just too hard from here, mm. too much travel and got other dogs to look after as well and they back up here. So, mm. yeah, and Steve rang me at the right time because I wanted him to go in the Silver Chief but I was thinking, oh, I just don't know how I'm going to manage it because there was something happening. And <laughs> well, no, I just can't. But he got me at the right time and I sent him over and, Become, come second at his sixth start was awesome. Yeah, absolutely incredible. And it's really sort of been the precursor for what's developed, hasn't it? Um, he showed that ability back then and he's just continued with it. Yeah, he's really stepped it up another level in the last month or so. so yeah, he, he sure has. So go, going into the maturity on Saturday night, he was the series favourite. Is that something that, do you think about that or does it worry you or do you just think, oh, what will be, will be? Is it, or is there added pressure? Uh, I'm leaving the pressure with Steve at the moment. Right. <laughs> no, I, I told my old pack, get the dogs organised here so I can go over and have no time to think about it. So Just try and enjoy um, it and, ro- and roll with the yeah. punches. Yeah. I was a bit worried about the eight box, how he'd handle that because he's crashed a bit in the past. But like he's come of age up in Queensland learning to race really hard and really well, so... Yeah. yeah, and um, you also had Twittery in the, the final, um, but had drawn an awkward box. So the hopes really laid with Seneki, didn't they? Yeah, just hoped he got out well and got to that first turn unscathed and he did that. He, he sure did. It was um, a fabulous win in that time of uh, the low, 29.53, I think, from memory, Um Absolutely outstanding. But, Kieran, it's not just Seneca you've got. You've got all these good dogs at the, the one time. Like we've men- mentioned to Witchery, you've just had Fabwick return home. 
It was running around 2970s at the Meadows. Um, Steve's got a high opinion of Querencia. I hope I've pronounced that right. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and um, another one, Gwydion, was impressive at the Meadows on Wednesday. It's debut over the 600, running 34.47. So um, you're really riding the crest of a a wave at the moment. Yes, it's nice that both leaders are doing okay. (laughs) Mm. And and Gwydion um, went through the Speed Star and ran a 29.28, running second to Dinah Paddy. Now, I watched the replay of that. He was actually taking ground off Dinah Paddy towards the concluding stages of that run. Yeah, she's always shown she's very strong. So I hope that she'll get a bit of distance. She's only lightly raced, 10 starts now for five wins and three placings. But um, like you mentioned, perhaps this is her thing, the middle distances and perhaps even further. Yeah, well, she's been. She's only a small dog, like twenty five, twenty six kilos, and she if she gets knocked around. It could have cost her a bit, so she's been pulling up a bit sore. So we're just, oh, well, not worry about the sprint. We'll go, even though she's put the times on the board, but um, just go for longer distance, and hopefully she'll be a bit safer at start. Yeah, absolutely. And like you mentioned, she's run a twenty nine ninety seven at the Meadows over the sprint, so certainly ability there. But um, yeah, if you're coming up against dogs that are ten kilos heavier than her going around in a race, um, you know, and she gets a, a knock, it, she might not be able to handle it as well as some as some of the bigger dogs. No, that's right. And she's run twenty nine fifty three at Angle Park and stuff like that, but can be a bit tardy early. Well, not super tardy, but just a little bit slower. So. Yeah, perhaps she can find the lead a bit easier over the middle distances then. That's what we're hoping. Yeah. <laughs> so you've also got a, a racing partner in a couple of the dogs, and one of those is Seneki um, Bill with Dartsick. Have I got his name right? Yes. Yes. And um, he must be equally as thrilled as you. Yes, yeah. I think it's his best group races that he's ever been in. So Wow. Yeah. Wow. Now, these greyhounds have all, um, talking of names, they've all got, Interesting names. Can you tell me where they come from? Oh, on Seneki, I was just looking through stuff, trying to find a name. I'm not good at naming. (laughs) (laughs) And I saw the word Seneki and it meant um, storyteller of family history. Right. That sounds good. I like that. It does. Go with that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, sound. yeah, it sounds like something out of Game of Thrones, but I'm probably wrong. (laughs) Bill came up with a list of names. I was trying to help name the litter and Gwydion um, was an escape artist and she was terrible as a pup like oh, in the right. backyard she'd always climb over the gate and she'd be inside nine times out of ten and she'd escape a bit from the big paddock right yeah so I thought that suits her we'll go with that it certainly does and what about to witchery I mean that's a I, it took me a long time to even know how to pronounce it <laughs> <laughs> she's named after a barrage down here in the Coorong I just thought it's a nice name yeah yeah, great names, and I think any names sound good on a good dog, though, don't they? <laughs> yeah, no. Well, Kieran, look, it's been great chatting to you this morning, and um, look, we just really enjoy it all, I guess. Um, you've been very fortunate to have so many good dogs at the one time racing, so yeah, they don't come around that easily, so just enjoy it all. Thank you. It's been great having you. Thanks, Kieran. Thanks. Thank you. It's the expert pick, Simone's run of the week. Racing. 
Feral Frankie began okay to the inside. Speed there from Whiskey Ride. There goes Seneki burning from the outside. On the turn out of the straight on Seneki, the leader. Three lengths clear. Whiskey Ride, four lengths away. Then came Good Odds Buddy third. Feral Frankie over on the inside. Ten up the lead. Followed by Get It Gizmo Western Envoy. Well back on the outside. Then came Rockstar Prince and back of the tail. Toitry coming off the back and Seneki, the leader. Flying along on the lead. Five lengths clear over Whiskey Ride. Followed then by Feral Frankie finishing well. Seneki clear though. Seneki won the maturity by four lengths and a great run. Second home big Whiskey Ride. Third Feral Frankie the inside. An outstanding run there to Seneki taking out his second group one in only a, a couple of starts. Last week's dog to follow, Waging War, was engaged at Sandown on Sunday. After his 29.39 run in his previous start, he started around $4 but was slow early and could only manage fifth place. He's still a dog to watch out for, though. My dog to follow this week, I actually have two. Shimmer Shine, who has now had three starts for three wins, including a 25.09 at Ballarat. He's beautifully bred by Barsha Bale out of Shimmer Song. Watch out for him when he is next engaged. Also Cursed, who is a smart young chaser who's now had 12 starts for seven wins and three placings, has recorded some fast wins on the provincial tracks and also broke 30 seconds in the best of day win at the Meadows last week. My best bet, race two, number three tonight, grade five, 600 metre final at the Meadows, True Detective. He comes off his heat win last start, has only had nine starts, six wins, including a 34.09 at Sandown over the 5.95. And coming up, heats of the Nationals tonight and the Gap Adoption Day next weekend, as well as a National Straight Track Challenge at Healesville shortly. Until then, you keep those tails wagging.